1: Hello everyone and thank you so much for tuning into the Claudio Relsano show brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, wanna thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions. I appreciate it. Rick and my fantastic producer, who's a wonderful person. Adam's aloof. Thank you, Adam. Today's guests are longtime Pittsburgh pirate fans. We're going to be talking about the pirates. They, a little bit of major league baseball, but especially the pirates, these guys are huge pirate fans. They, they follow them game for game. I know one of them has, uh, uh, goes to maybe 25, 30 games a year. Um, uh, and, and, uh, Maybe a little bit disappointed already this year with the uh, Pirates, but we'll, we'll find out a little bit about that in a minute. Mm. But uh, Ralph Williams and Tom Tenuno. Ralph, uh, first, before you go on, tell us about your shows and uh, so people can uh, keep an eye on you.
2: Okay, we'll start off with Sunday night, 9 p.m. and 9.30. 9 p.m. on Facebook Live is uh, uh, the Sports Corner. 9.30 is the way I see it. That's Facebook Live. And then on Tuesdays at uh, 8, 8 p.m, I do my uh, sports corner podcast live on YouTube. And I was on last night and I had an interesting guest on Marty Lee and he talked and we talked about baseball and the Pirates last night on my show. Uh, tonight, uh, start, it's a new show. We're debuting tonight at 7 pm. It's called Wrestle Chat, and it's gonna be live on YouTube. My guest is uh, Tom with Jerge from uh, the Keystone Wrestling Association, and they're going to talk about local independent wrestling uh, and professional wrestling. Also, Thursday night at 8 p.m., Black and Gold uh, podcast, sports podcast with myself and Mark Mancini, and we are on Block Talk Radio with that one and Mancini Media. Friday, 7 p.m., I do The Way I See It podcast live on YouTube, and then Saturday at 5 p.m. is... Uh, Sports Corner on PCTV Channel 21, Comcast Channel 47,
1: Verizon. And there all right. Is- all right. Well, you do great work, great content. We appreciate you being on. And Tom DeNuno is an old friend and, and and brother-in-law. So Tom, uh, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Carlos. All right, guys. All right. Thanks. Well, guys, you know what? Before we talk about the Pirates' upcoming season and lineup and all that kind of stuff, I want to know your thoughts about. Uh, O'Neal Cruz being sent down Ralph you first
2: Uh, yeah Uh, Marty Leap and I had this discussion last night on my podcast Uh, apparently they sent him down to get a little more uh, at-bats get a little more uh, seasoning they're going to try to bring him back up at a later time Uh, so right now they sent him down what's killing the Pirates right now is uh, the, the the shortage of spring training uh, they weren't able to get as much work in as they did. We all know because of the lockout. So that's what I found out about no or or, or, or no Cruz.
1: Right, Tom, your thoughts on sending him down?
3: Um, I I figured it was coming. I, I figured they were going to do that, but <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. I would have I would have kept them on the roster. I would have kept them. I would have played them. I mean, it's not like you know. I understand they want him to get a little more playing time, but He's uh, he's what, the 28th or 23rd ranked prospects in the top 50. Um, I I think you got to play him. Uh, I think you got to put him out there and and play him and let him see what he can do. I mean, there's a lot of teams I see when I go to the games, they got young players out there and and they're doing well. And I just think that we're way way too cautious with these guys. And um, personally, he'd be
0: he'd be playing.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, Tom. I, I think, first of all, I think it's, it's the excuse. It's that clock thing, you know, that the pirates are known for keeping the guys buried, you know, for that clock thing where they have more uh, time on the roster and they don't have to pay them big money. Get You want playing time, play him here, you know, let him yeah. grow, get his,
2: get yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Let it, let him do it here. Uh, you know he's a big boy he's 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 a good athlete he's a good ball player even if he struggles a little bit bring him up you have nothing yeah. it isn't like you guys are going to make the playoffs okay um you know right. put him up now let him get the experience now and but there but it's a lie it has nothing to do with growth or anything like that it has to do with that clock thing in my opinion and everything they do I'm very skeptical of but um uh, so, uh, Tom, we'll start with you. What do you think of their roster yeah. for this season? I know it's not a final roster yeah. just yet. I mean, they've made a few moves, I guess, uh, where they signed um, – uh, who's the guy? Oh, yeah, the first baseman Vogelbach and Vogelbach, uh, I guess yeah. uh, Yoshimoto. They signed him, uh, you know, maybe a couple years ago. These would have been big moves, but right now – but oh, y- yeah. your thoughts on the, their potential starting lineup? Um,
3: I I would – uh, first of all, I think they, you know, they got, they're I guess this Greg Allen guy, he doesn't seem to be too bad. <laughs>
1: right. I mean, he right. seems
3: to be, you know, he's Tom
1: knows the Pirates inside and out,
3: and he's baffled. <laughs> but go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, they're just, I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I wish I did. But, you know, I, I like the signing of the Ch- Chugo. I think he's okay. Um, I think uh K. Brian Hayes has to have a much better season. I know he was hurt a little bit last year, but he has to have a much better season. Uh Newman, I mean, I I would like I said, Cruz would be up there, in my opinion. He'd be playing. Uh I would've went out and I would have signed, you know, uh, I'd have brought McCutcheon back if you got the D H yes. he could still hit the ball he could still hit the ball out of the ballpark. Um you know, you didn't have to play him. You could save his legs. You know, play him every now and then out in the field to rest somebody. But he'd definitely been in the lineup. You have to got him. And um, so I don't know. I'm the pitching not that great. Keller. He pitched good yesterday. I was watching the game. Um, I think he needs uh, he needs to step up to. I mean, we keep hearing year after year about Mitch Keller, but we'll see. But you know, he, the bullpen. Uh, Is it's shaky. It's shaky at best. Uh, starting pitching, JT Buibaker. They've been talking about him starting pitching, so we'll see how he does. Uh, I think Sam Howard. He got knocked around a little bit the other day. I think if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jose Quintana they got him as a starter. He's well, he's up. He's up in age now, but I mean, some of these guys. It's theater. Sign them when they're in the, the prime. Right. Not now, forget yeah. it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Signed Jose Quintana maybe five years ago. Right. Uh, well. Ralph, your thoughts
2: on the lineup. Uh, I agree with most of what Tom said. I, I think that uh, the Pirates are throwing up some smoke screen screens, but I have some interesting for you. Uh, you know, we talk about this Ornell Cruz uh, going down to get at bats and get hits and get. Some time doing uh, master's craft, as they say, but uh, I found out the pitching staff is a work. They're, they're they're actually throwing them out to the dogs, is what they're doing. They're throwing them out there and saying, "Hey, look, let's see what you've got. Let's go ahead and pitch." But why aren't they doing that with Ornell Cruz? See, I don't I don't get that at all. And and I'm not real happy about the Jason or the Jason or the Jacob Stallings trade. Right. And uh, you know, I think the. I think D. Brian Hayes has to stay healthy. Uh, Kevin Newman has to start hitting the ball. Uh, this Daniel Vogelbach should help the side. And um, Suzuko, uh, who's going to be, um, they're going to rotate the DH thing, uh, from what I understand. I feel they have this Greg Allen, Brian Reynolds, and Ben Gamble. Uh, you know, Ben is a steady, I guess, consistent, um, you know, middle middle kind of guy, I guess. You know, he'll hit here and there. Uh, Greg Allen's supposed to be good for the Yankees. Brian Reynolds, we know what we have with him. The only thing is with Brian Reynolds is he never seems to get any hits when he's men on base. Uh, you know, I'm hoping this year maybe he can he can start getting some hits with men on base. He'll so do that for the Yankees.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's right. But, you know, my whole thoughts on the starting line, first of all, I think Cole Tucker, well, you guys know what I think about Cole Tucker. I think he's a stud and a half all-star, but he will not do so here in Pittsburgh. Uh, let me preface that. Well, let me let me go back. I don't know what this hitting coach is about, so I shouldn't say that. The last hitting coach was not any good at all, zero, and and, and the stats prove that. Um i've said on this show i've said on numerous if i had him for an hour just one hour i know for an absolute fact i could turn that kid around absolute fact Okay, because he's a stud and a half. He has all the abilities in the world to be a hell of a hitter, a hell of a hitter. He's got speed. He's got power. He's got star written all over him. The look, the attitude, the smile, the physical ability. And I'm afraid that the Pirates are just going to if he stays unless they've improved him, which I don't know. I have not watched him this spring at all. Uh, He's going to be in the 220s. Brian Reynolds. I've never been a huge uh, – I'm not – he had a nice season last year. Is he going to put two consecutive years together? I don't know. Uh, and if he does, they're going to trade him. Vogelbach, I mean, you know, pitch him outside. He's not going to hit anything. I, I just don't have a whole lot of faith in the starting lineup. Again, coaching staff, I don't know who the hitting coach is, so I'm not ripping on him at all because I don't know anything about him. So let's wait and see on that. Um, as jumping around here. Like Tom mentioned, uh, Keller. I don't. I don't see him. He's. He's either going to be, you know, one game he may pitch seven innings, give up three runs, and they'll go crazy for him. Next next game he'll last an inning and a third, and give up seven runs. Um, I don't see any consistency there. Bullpen, no trust in that. Cabrian Hayes, and I'm just – it isn't like I'm being down on them on purpose. I wish it wasn't the case. I'm just telling you what I see. Hell of a defensive player. He has a chance to be you know, One of the best defensive players in the game Spectacular, has a huge hole In the outside part of the plate If they fix it, he's going to be fine If they don't fix it, he's going to be a 240 hitter with occasional pop He's, he's going to be a mistake type hitter Mistake pitch hitter um, He could be a hell of a lot better if they coach him And that is your job as a coach To fix him If they fix him and work with him And make sure he doesn't have that hole in the outside part of the plate Then we may have something here If not 245 to 250 he may hit 20 home runs Craig Brown will lose his mind whenever he hits a home run He'll make some spectacular plays other than that I don't see anything You know more than that bullpen the hell with the bullpen because the bullpen Isn't going to be much bedners is all right and all that there was talk They were there was they mentioned uh, Johnny Cueto which I think would have been a nice pickup He could have anchored that staff a veteran like that But I don't see that. and I think he'd have been popular um, I don't think, uh, obviously that didn't happen. So, um, I don't really like too much. As I've said, uh, let me ask you guys this, uh, Ralph, will start with you, your thoughts on the coaching staff. I kind of gave you my thoughts on the hitting part of it, which I don't know what this guy's about. Sheldon seemed like a terrific guy. Um, I- I'll give you my thoughts on that in a second, but Ralph, you go your thoughts on the Pirates coaching staff.
2: Uh, Andy Haynes is the uh, hitting instructor. He came from Milwaukee. Now, from what I understand, okay. from what I heard from Marty last night on my uh, podcast, Marty tells me this guy is top notch. Uh, he's he's he was the he's the master of hitting coach in. So Milwaukee. Why did they
4: get rid of him, in Milwaukee?
2: Well, what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Marty told me last night they got rid of him because of his uh, beef with uh, their top player uh supposedly there was some some different things going on and uh some philosophies they weren't meeting with so Andy Haynes said I'm done I can't work with this guy and here we are
1: so okay good for him then if he believes in what he believes in. like I said I have no clue absolutely so I'm not I didn't even remember his name so I'll, I'll do a little more research and get back to him about him but what about the rest of the coaching
2: staff I, I think they. I think the pitching coach should have been fired too. I, I, I believe we should have brought somebody in that's a really good pitching instructor uh, that can work with these with these young arms. Uh, I know they're out there. They have to find. Them. And uh, you know, I've said this before. I'll say it again. The Pirates need to start looking for people who can work with these young players instead of bringing in guys who. Who, who who just can't work with you. Now, I don't know much about Brendan Merrill, their, uh, their pitching coach. I don't know what he can do. I know last year he didn't do real well. I don't know if he didn't have enough to work with. I mean, sometimes it takes, you know, the talent as well. But, I mean, I, I just don't see anything happening, and I don't want to see a return of Ray Searich either. So, yeah. I mean, you know, something has to be done here with this pitching staff. And you would think that, you know, two, uh, two key – key things here uh, guys and we all know this and Claudio you know it better than us because you're in base you're coaching baseball hitting and pitching I mean if you can't hit the ball forget it and if you can't pitch forget it so I mean you know you, you need top-notch coaches and I mean we have one from what I'm hearing this Andy Haynes is supposed to be the greatest uh, hitting instructor since like bread so let's see what he does I don't know much about him but from what Marty Lee told me last night He's, he's a really good uh, hitting instructor if he was from Milwaukee. He left because he couldn't get along with the head guy there. So that's okay. that's what I understand. So.
1: Yeah, like I said, I'm waiting to see. I'm very interested to see uh, how he does. I know he'll be better than the last uh, the last coach, but uh, and that's nothing personal against him. I just didn't think uh, whatever he did worked, and you can see that. Tom, your thoughts on the coaching staff?
3: Hey, am. Um, I – other than the head coach right now, I, I really don't. I have to get acquainted with these guys. You know, yeah. I don't know who they who they are, but um, I've always said to you, Claude, um, the Pirates being at the games, the Pirates are probably the worst base running team I've ever seen. Exactly. Uh, they can't. They can't bunt the ball.
1: Uh, you're looking small at my balls, notes,
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, small balls, totally out of it. They don't. You know, so I, I don't. I don't think that. I think they really need help that hopefully these new guys that are coming in will, um, okay. will, will, will do, do a good job hitting and, you know, strike out way too much guys on base, uh, no contact with the ball. And, and God forbid, you know, you do a squeeze once in a while or, right. or you know,
0: or a uh,
3: left hand, left but these guys, you know, they're, they're not, no, they're not Tony Gwynns and they're not, uh, weight and they're not, you know. So, hopefully, these coaches come in and they can, they can, um, you know, make a difference, you know. Because right now, I have the pirates for about 55 wins, I don't yeah. see them having more than that. And, and yeah, we're gonna, you get, know, we're gonna you know, get to the, that number in, in not, a
1: little bit, but, but <laughs> let me ask you this, let, you know, let me man. ask you this, Tom, because you hit a lot yeah. of, yeah. Lot of uh, great points, and 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 I have them in my notes here using small ball, but let me ask you this, Tom. A yes or no answer. Can you – first of all, can you beat Hulk Hogan in a fight?
3: No.
1: Okay. If you did fight Hulk Hogan in a fight, what would you do in order to to make it somewhat even?
3: Get a ladder.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. What else?
3: (laughs) You get a stick and throw dirt
1: in his eyes. You'd yeah, him, I guess, he'd, 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 do yeah, Do whatever. You
3: would have to. You have to. You have to play dirty.
1: Right. Do something. Don't just stand yeah. there and fight him. Yeah. toe to toe because you ain't right. gonna win. Right. Yeah. So no. the pirates yeah. are not you gonna beat to anybody. Right. Yeah. The pirates aren't gonna beat anybody. Waiting for the home run ball. But hit and run, steal, no. squeeze, like you just mm-hmm. said be a pain in the ass to the defense. Uh-huh. Uh, don't just go up there and take pitches and try to get the numbers up for the pitchers because you're going to be down every damn time uh-huh. and you're going to be swinging at a 59 foot curveball for strike 2 uh-huh. and then you're in the hole. It's it's just yep. dumb but that's the way baseball is all around. But I just don't get it when you go into a a, a game Ralph and Tom into our audience and you don't try anything. Okay, go out and maybe get some faster guys. Or Cole Tucker can run. Brian Reynolds can run. Brian mm-hmm. Brian Hayes can run, you know, and do something, try something. Uh, it, it, they just go head to head against these teams and, and they're going to get slaughtered. It's the same. The play calling sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it just drives you nuts. But, um, Ralph, do yeah, you understand does. my it point and, and, and what Tom said about no bunting? Ter- Terrible base running, which, you know, Tom and I again met back in '76. We're in Little League. Hell, they taught us how to base run back then and bunt. Remember, Tom, we used to play games, uh, we used to play Mm -hmm. games, the bunt game. That's all we did. Mm -hmm. We knew how to bunt. Ralph, your thoughts on those comments before we go to commercial?
2: Yeah, uh, I I agree with you guys, uh, you know, about the coaching staff. Uh, Their first base coach is Tarek Tarek Brock, and I believe he has a show on Mancini Media that he does. Yes, he does. Uh, the bench coach is Don Kelly and the pitching coach we just talked about. They have an assistant hitting coach called Christian Mar- Marrero, and their bullpen coach is Justin Massage. So these are a lot of names we don't know. Uh, this Glenn Sherlock is supposed to be a uh, some kind of a um, strategist or something. Uh, he does infield strategy work or something. So that's, that's you know, the, so we'll see what kind of strategy we're going to have this year. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, without question, Ralph, you had mentioned earlier about players. You have to have the horses. There's no question.
2: Exactly. Exactly. You know,
1: you have to have great players. Uh, But, okay, you you don't have great players. So as a coach, you have to be a little more creative. You have to do something. I understand you can't steal first base. I get it. But before we go to commercial break, I remember last year. Tom, correct me if I'm wrong. Ralph, you as well. I believe it was against Milwaukee. When Milwaukee was, I think they ended up beating them like twenty to something. They had twenty runs. They ended up pitching that Nowitzki mm-hmm. guy, whatever is, and he was mm-hmm. throwing about forty-five, fifty miles an hour. And the bench was laughing. I would have lost mm-hmm. my damn mind. And and forget about me, Billy Martin, Danny uh, uh, Murtol, Chuck Tanner, Whitey Herzog, Dick Williams, Ozzie Gian, Mike. Socha. What that tells me.
2: What that tells me, Claudio, and I don't mean to interrupt. That that's an undisciplined team. What, exactly but but what, what are you
1: laughing about? What is exactly. so funny? You're getting yeah. pounded. You are making a ton of money. You're a professional. People are paying their money to see you at least exactly. care. I'm not saying bust the water cooler, but laughing about it probably, I mean, and the cameras are on you and doing all these damn hand signals, that's ridiculous. And me, I would not put up with it. And if I saw that, I'd tell them, you're, you're gone. And I want people in here who are going to fight and who get pissed off when they're losing consistent like that. And then they'll tell you, oh, we care, you know. Whatever. No, I'm just telling you what I see. I'm not giving you an opinion. I mean, you remember I'm, that, I'm Tom. Just, they were oh, laughing. no.
2: Rousey, I Tom, remember what you talked about at Claudio as well. And, I mean, you know, it just uh, it makes me angry too because we, uh, what that shows me is, is we have a manager who uh, doesn't know how to keep his team disciplined and get his team fighting to win these games. And like you said, we're always losing all the time. Why aren't they fighting hungry? Where are these hungry players that we need? Tom, you're a huge fan
1: of the 70s Pirates as I was. Would that have happened Mm -hmm. with any of those rosters? I mean, forget about the big loss because that's going to happen. But what would the Parkers, Stargills, Milners, uh, Pena, Sanguian, Clemente, Mm -hmm. uh, Marino, Van Slyke, Benio, we go to the 90s. Would that group have sat back and laughed?
3: No. Nope. Not at all. No. Not at all. No. But you know, um, culture terrible. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break to hear from our sponsors, but before we go to them, I have a few golf announcements, uh, golf pre- A golf, golf event presented by the Ray boom, boom Mancini foundation will be held on June 4th benefit benefiting a little girl named Sophia and Angie at Knoll run golf course in Lowell'sville, Ohio. It's $100 per golfer. It's a great event, and Ray Mancini, of course, will be there. Please contact the Ray Boom Boom Mancini Foundation at rayboomboommancinifoundation@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh, again, great uh, great event, great time. I'll be there for sure. And the 21st annual Sid Bream and John Kolb Celebrity Golf Classic will be at Treesdale and Swickley on May 16th. You can contact me about that one, uh, and there's – bunch of great players who've been there before, and I know those guys are uh, trying to get a, a, a great uh, celebrity roster there again this year, and uh, as those guys sign up, I will mention them, but uh, we've got we've had guys play before, Rocky Blyer, Robin Cole, Louis Lips, Jim Rooker, uh, John Candelari, Lynn Swan, um, had a bunch of great guys, it's a great event, and I look forward to that as well, but uh, May 16th, send me, email me um, at rosano 16 msncom You can see that on my website for more information and if you'd like to sign up. And the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is having a golf tournament, the Tony Colosimo 17th annual golf event on June 10th at Beaver Valley Golf Club. Call 724-846-2212. And a few more promos. Don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get that at the Barnes & Noble Robinson Township or on my website, claudiarosano.com, or my publisher, johnmelvinpublishing.com. And don't forget about our shows, The Boxing Authorities with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smokin' Jim Frazier. You can watch us on live.vivetv.network and pctv 47 Verizon. PCTV Twenty One Comcast, and my new podcast with Mark Mancini, Monday Night Impact. It's on Mondays, of course, uh, Eastern six PM to six thirty Eastern Time. You can check out that show on my website as well. There's a link for that. And lastly, my brand new YouTube channel, the Claudio Ralsano TV. There's a bunch of uh, good content on that. So look at that. Subscribe to it. Right back with Ralph Williams and Tom you. Would you like to join a community service oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a memorial golf outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service above self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at four one two seven two zero zero two nine eight. Okay, guys, we're right back after that. We are back after those long uh, promos, but we got to do it. Um, Let me find my notes here. I got all these damn papers here. Okay. We talked about the uh, lineup, coaching staff. Uh, Now comes even a tougher one. You know, compare this group, this organization, the way they run things, Ralph and Tom, to when we grew up. We're approximately the same age, all of us. And uh, Ralph, you first. The the organization itself, the front office, uh, your thoughts on that?
2: Well, the front office, Uh, I'm told, and I know by experience, uh, Travis Williams, the president of the organization, uh, worked for the Penguins. He was really good when he worked for the Penguins. He was also Bob Nutting's personal attorney. But um, he, he came out, and when he first got hired with that job, and not only himself, but Ben Sherrington, who, as you know, was with the Boston Red Sox. Okay, he brought them from nothing up to a World Series team. And he did it by building with young talent and minor league uh, players. Well, what, what, what I'm saying to you is, is both of these guys, uh, they put Bob Nutting in his, in his place. They told him, if you want me us to come here and work for you, we're not going to take your job. What you're going to have to do is let us do what we need to do. And from what I'm told... Uh, Bob Nutting is letting them do what they need. The only time he gets involved is if they need some money to sign a player or do something. Other than
3: that, he stays out of it. Now. That's what I understand.
1: So. Tom, your thoughts on the front office, the organization, ownership, all that? Uh,
3: yeah, I don't. I think uh, Travis Williams, Carrington are fine. Uh, you know, I have a problem with the owner. Um, you know, he he don't. You don't want to spend anything. You don't want to. You don't want to, You don't want to go after free agents. He doesn't. I mean, these free agents that they do go after, they're probably well out of their prime or or whatever. But that's my problem is with noting not wanting to spend the money. You got a thirty million dollar payroll, um, thirty two or whatever it is, and it's it's horrible. I mean, you you need you want to put fans in the seats. You need. Players, you need players that can yeah. go on the field and produce. Yeah, drone shows ain't going to do it. Uh, fireworks right. aren't going to do it. Uh, right. You need the players, and he don't want to do that. That's where my problem lays. I don't have a problem with any of the people under him. It's him. He can like like Ralph just said. He controls the money. He controls the play. Buying the get going out and shopping for the players, and he's not going to. He don't want to spend money. And until baseball fixes that, this is what we're going to
1: have. I agree with both of you. And I'm just saying, I mean, Tom, well, obviously, when you and I went to a thousand games, we were younger. But I mean, look at that 71 to 79, 70 to 79 era. Uh, mm-hmm. And look at that minor league system. When, and and, and uh, Columbus or Charleston. Um, when they had Bruce Keese and Gene Kleins, uh, Manny St. uh, you know, Ken, I'm just jumping around, you know, eras here or not eras, but, uh, maybe every five years, Candelaria, um, uh, Rennie Stennett, Willie Randolph, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, we can go on and on, you know, Richie Hebner, Bob Robertson, Al Oliver, uh, Richie Zisk, Kent DeCalvey, Um, then some other guys, like I said, Willie Randolph, Craig Reynolds, who went to other teams. I mean they were absolutely loaded. And when and they when they came to when they got to Three River Stadium, they were ready to hit the ground running uh, from Forbes Field. I mean, they have just, I just named some unbelievable players there. I know that was a great era the greatest era of pirate baseball. So maybe it's unfair to compare absolutely. this group to that. But you know, are these guys gonna be able to bring that type of player? Uh, here and add in sprinklers or free agents like a John Milner, uh, like they did before. And every year they would bring somebody in, to Bill Madlock, a Tim Foley.
2: You know, yeah, Tim uh, Foley. I uh, thought he was a great shortstop. I sure, he was.
1: He was a great. And piece,
2: I, I, but I like the mad dog was a good third baseman. Sure.
1: But I mean mm-hmm. and Phil Garner, so on and so forth. But they are yeah. they gonna bring that type of person here and are they gonna keep him? I don't think so. And and I'll say this, I told you guys this, you know, before, and, and Tom, you've heard this six a million times. When my uncle used to take me to the games every Sunday, I'd have breakfast with a guy named Joe Toole, who was the vice president of the Pirates. Once in a while Joel Brown would join us Um, And here I was, an 8, 9, 10, 12, 15, 17-year-old kid having breakfast with the vice president and once in a while with the GM. But those guys were in, quotes, suits, but they knew the game inside and out. And Joe O'Toole, Mr. O'Toole, was unbelievably kind with me, and I uh, miss him. He was a good, good man who was always – picture the vice president of the Pirates – Now, then, or whatever, talking to an eight-year-old kid. But he always had a great relationship with me. But even Sid Thrift, who I only met one time, I met him at the winter meetings in New Orleans in 2003. And I remember uh, catching him as he was walking out. And I forgot who he was working with or affiliated with at the time. And I wanted to thank him for the book he wrote. It was called The Game According to Sid. And it it was just an unbelievable baseball book. And here was a guy who was, again, in quotes, a suit. But he knew how to fix things on the field. And he recognized talent and he made big trades and Tom, you'll appreciate this because I believe you were a fan of member Rambo Diaz, Mike Diaz, Mm -hmm. Uh, Sid thrift goes down to the field and he says, Mike, you're striking out a lot. What you're doing is you're pulling off the ball from now on your foul pole is left center field to right field. And he walked away and that, that helped Diaz. I don't see not just the Pirates GM, but any of the GMs doing that today because now they're no the way. An, analytics and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think the, not just the Pirate organization, but baseball in general is suffering due to that. And I know somebody would hear this who's working in the game, so I don't believe in anything Claudio is saying. Who the hell is he? Well, fine. That's terrific. But I, I think I'm right. Ralph, your thoughts on my
2: comments. Your comments are straight up, Claudia. What we are is we are fans of the game. What we're disgusted with is the way the game is being played right now. Back in the 70s when Murtaugh was the manager and Tanner and and, and and even Jim Leland and Sid Thrift, I remember Sid Thrift, I remember the powerful trades he made. I mean, you know, those were guys, like you said, that knew about baseball. Now it's nothing but about money. And nobody cares about anything else other than that. And that, and here's where we are. And now, as Tom said, you know, fireworks nights at the stadium and, or at PNC and all that isn't going to draw fans. Plus, on top of that, you continue to raise prices. And then now you have to take out a loan to park your vehicle. And yes. and you yep. have to take out a loan to get a soda. you got to take out a loan altogether. All and, and, I mean, just to go to a game. I, I, you know, I talked to some people out on the street. One guy told me if he goes with his daughters and his wife, he's looking at at least three hundred before he before he's even done,
3: mm-hmm.
2: with souvenirs mm-hmm. and everything, uh, even more than that maybe three to five hundred. If he goes by himself, a hundred dollars. I mean, beers are like eleven bucks. I mean, I'm just telling you. Yeah. Well, Tom it, will it, tell it, you because he has a really bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Tom, yeah I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Your thoughts you know, Tom, on my on my comments and what what Ralph touched on uh, the prices.
3: Yeah, they, they, you know, you know, I, I see these these guys buying, you know, three, four, five, six beers at twelve fifty a pop, and I'm like, holy <laughs> smokes, man! He could buy a couple cases with that kind of money you know, if they go to drink. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, and but but you know the the the. Uh, uh, the '70s was the greatest, and then, uh, and then uh, when Sid Thrift made that yep. trade, everybody was up in arms. They he sent Pena yeah. to the Cardinals for Vance like Dunn, and Lavallier right. yep. and people were like, "Oh, what What did he do?" But you know, well, Andy Vance Slyke was a fixture here quite a while. Sure, the Spanky is. And Dunn had a couple of good seasons, so it really was a good trade. I mean, everybody loved Tony Pena, so they were, you know, they were mad to see him go. But he he said he said, hey, I think this is a good trade. I'm going to make it. I think it'll help the Pirates, which it did in the long run, you know. And I and you know citrus and then I, I don't know what happened with him that he, they ended up getting rid of him. And it was just like, well, you know, you want to win. Or not.
2: That's, I mean, I get That's
3: it. Yeah, right, Tom.
2: Yeah.
1: That's simple. That's simple. You want to win
2: or not. Uh, Tom well, and I uh, – oh, Go ahead, Ralph. I, I tell you what, Claudio. I know you were a little more close to Sid Thrift than I was. The story well, I only, I I only met him
1: Sid. once. I only met him once.
2: Well, the story I heard about Sid Thrift was he, he left the team because – what do you think the reason why he left the team? He wanted he he money. kept going to ownership and asking them for money to bring in some more players, and they wouldn't help mm-hmm. him. So he he figures, why should I be the dead horse? You know, and so that's what happened there. Right. That's you know. Mm-hmm. Hey,
3: hey, now, one more thing. Um, yeah. One more thing. I, I think, and I might have told this to you before. I don't know. I don't know how if um, McClatchy. I remember when he was pushing for the new stadium. Right. You recall he kept saying we're going to get quality ball players, A-type right. ball players in here if we can get the state. Well, of course that really never happened. So I don't know if if he he was I guess he was part owner. Uh, if Ralph might know. I guess he was part owner. And well, he, he,
2: was, were, he, he was he was like a minority owner, Tom. You know, like somebody who is, is the, the 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 big owner was G.R. the nutty. And then G R oh. Nutting, who was Bob Nutting's father, stepped away from it and sold it to Bob Nutting. And that's where okay. he took it over fully and got rid of Mc- and McClatchy, took his money uh, and left. Okay, because uh, I, was,
3: I, I was thinking yeah. that McClatchy was probably trying to get these guys to spend money to get players. I mean, maybe he was saying, hey, I, I made a promise to these guys. I was the one out there speaking. I was the one pushing for the stadium. I was the one saying, hey, look, get these players We'll get these stadium built, and we'll get the players. And then nothing, and he probably got fed up, washed his hands of it, and said, I'm done. Yeah.
2: Well, he was a managing general partner, and what he did was he took his money and he got out of it because, as you said before, it's, and, I, and I said, you know, it's like beating a dead horse to try to get the money to get players in here. And, I mean, I remember th- those speeches McClatchy made about getting a new ballpark. We're going to do this, and we're going to do that. He even promised Jim Leland. And Jim Leland got disgusted and
6: walked away when he heard "rebuild."
1: And, and you know the mm-hmm. thing is, without going too deep into it, the revenue sharing money is supposed to mm-hmm. really even things out. But now it's 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 not <laughs> for whatever reason it's not doing. Now I'm going to upset Tom here, Ralph. Uh, <laughs> so, so get, re- get ready. Get <laughs> ready. All right, Tom. All right. We're gonna to, we're gonna talk about some different things here in Major League Baseball, and I want both of your opinions. But I'm gonna start off with Tom because I want to upset him. Tom, your thoughts Tom. on the second base rule on extra innings? Oh, please! <laughs> yeah,
3: you know, you know what? Uh, uh, <laughs> that is the most ridiculous thing. I uh, know everything. That is the most ridiculous thing in my eye. You, you, you start a guy out at second base. How would that guy get there? I mean, for, for even for statistic purposes,
4: right? how right. did he
3: get there? You know, and the, the, and the guy that, that hit him in, does, does that guy get an RBI? How does he get an RBI? If, how does that guy get there? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, you just you – know, it's like playground ball. You know, yep. you know what? Let's just start a guy at second base and, and, you know, go from there. Look, that's the most ridiculous thing they've ever done. It's stupid. They need to stop that and stop the nonsense uh, and get back to baseball the way it should be played.
1: Ralph, hey, your thoughts. Hey, I told you, Tom, i hey, get
2: mad
3: about it. I'm
2: going to do smoking, Jim. Hey, Claudio. Hey, <laughs> Claudio. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Claudio, you want to hear, hear a good joke? It's all yours. That rule. That rule
1: is a yeah, good joke. Right,
4: yeah. That's a real no, good you're right. joke.
2: <laughs> well, you know, they
1: say they're trying to speed the game up. But I'll tell you right now what will speed the game up. That is, and again, we're going to sound like old men, and and none of us are sixty yet, uh, so we're not. Even if you're sixty, you're not old. But having said still that,
2: got seven years. <laughs> there
1: you go. I got three more years to go for that. But but all the damn pitching changes back when we back when we were in uh, watch oh. games. Forget about forget about deceivers, Palmers, uh, Carltons. For, forget about the. Uh, also, uh, you know, the Hall of Famers, forget about those guys, because they'd be illegal today. Let's talk about the Rookers, Royces, Dick Ruthvens, the Longboards, the Andahars, the Teonts. Those guys, they used to have 14 to 15 complete games a year. OK, then somebody would say, well, they didn't throw as hard. They threw plenty hard and they threw more breaking mm. balls, which is even more stress on the arm. But those guys didn't get hurt. But anyway, these guys now, Tom and, you know, Ralph, four innings, five innings, they, uh, they come out of the game. They have seven pitchers a game, and then they walk to the damn mound. Remember, what What did they used to do we were kids, guys? They used to have that Oh, uh, uh, they used to the run buggy. from the bullpen. Well, that's where they had the buggy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's nothing. All but I'm, I'm talking about the six, seven. pit. The guy faces one batter and he comes out. Then he goes and warm. So um, here's what you do if you want to speed the game up. You know, I don't even I don't even believe in messing with the strategy that a pitcher has to stay in for two, three hitters. I don't like that either because now you're screwing with the strategy. But number one. The pitcher should be ready to go if he's warmed up in the bullpen. So let's go. Number one, number two, there really shouldn't. The, the strategy should change from the pitcher uh, coach's end. There doesn't. You don't need seven pitchers in a game back then. Mm-hmm. He, now Larusa, whenever he started this, he had his pitchers because he had to because they were older. They would go, let's say six innings, then he would bring in Honeycutt or um, uh, Nelson Gene Nelson in for two. Remember, they used to call them the setup guys. They'd go seven and eight. Then he'd bring in the hammer Eckersley for the ninth. Okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. But now, six, seven pitchers in a damn game, that's what's uh, Mm -hmm. taking so much time. Do you agree with that?
3: Oh, absolutely. Now, let me ask you guys another
1: another question that I, again, cannot it it bothers the hell out of me, and that's the shift. Ralph, your thoughts on the shift? (laughs)
2: Oh, I can't stand the shift. I saw that. I've seen that. Pirates do that many times. Move people around. Uh, no shortstop, and then or four outfielders, and I'm like, what the heck are you doing here? And I the mean, guy doesn't
1: is, hit it. The guy doesn't hit it to the opposite that, way.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And then and then and then it's like you got egg on your face after that. I, I have something here that I want to share with you guys. Talking about pitching. Remember Beano Cook? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, he did a commentary one time when he used to be on KDK, and he says, you know, he's just pitching nowadays. Uh, six, five, six innings is called a quality, quality. start. He used to say, "What happened to the eight, nine innings? Or even seven? That's a quality. But now we're talking five, six innings is a quality start. And like you said, Claudio, you have two innings now where we're having these pitchers come in, and now they're calling four innings a
3: quality start. You know, I mean, come on.
1: Yep, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Tom, your thoughts about hey, the shift?
3: Uh oh uh, well. If I had to have one or the other, I'd take the shift over that stupid guy at second base. Yeah, yeah. But No, I don't. I don't. I don't care for the shift. Um, you know, and okay. I, like I told you before, we can blame uh, Morse Buttermaker from uh, <laughs> the Bad News Bears right. because he had the cool, calm Klamansky shift. Yeah, you remember that? I That's do. That's the first time I ever seen a shift. Well, so I like, like blame him.
1: Yeah. It isn't like it's brand new. Okay. They did it with Ted Williams, yeah. obviously. And yeah. then they, they yeah. also, uh, I was watching a, a, a game on YouTube, 1978, 78 Phillies against the Mets and Richie, Richie Hebner was with the Phillies at the time, uh, the day before, uh, they, they put a shift on him and he bonded a couple to the left side and Richie Hebner was dead Deadpool, but He also hit some to left field on purpose. The next day, they played him more straight away. These hitters, there'll be like 14 guys on that right side, and they just don't give a damn. They hit a ball to the right fielder, and he gets thrown out at first. I get disgusted with that. Uh, Again, I'll I'll say this again. I love love coaching. I love scouting. I love training. But the game today, it it, it just – I don't like the way the hitters are going up there hacking, what's hitting fly ball, strikeouts. When there's 22 strikeouts in a game and only 12 hits, and and none of the pitchers were any damn good
3: or or named pitchers,
1: you know, there's something wrong, uh, for sure. I,
3: I was I was sitting watching watching. Prior, I was at the game last year, and they they did the shift on Colin Moran. Okay. And Colin and Colin Moran laid down the perfect bunt. And he's on on base. That's how I'd beat that shift. But that's our problem. We don't know how to bunt. Well, there you go.
2: You got that right. 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 Uh,
1: We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk a little bit more uh about the game today overall game maybe some predictions uh with the eric jackson where final word but we go to that before we go to that don't forget about the golf events a golf event presented by the ray boom boom mancini foundation will be held on june 4th benefiting a little six-year-old girl named sophia and judy at no run golf course in lowellville ohio or lowellville ohio 100 per golfer that's it and it's a great event contact Ray Boom Boom Mancini Foundation at gmail.com. Ray will be there, and uh, I'll certainly be there. So uh, come down and join us. And the 21st Annual Sid Bream John Cole Celebrity Golf Classic at Treesdale in Swickley, Pennsylvania on May 16th. Contact me about that, and I'll uh, forward your information to the right guys, uh, the players who have played in the past. A lot of former Pirates of Steelers and Steelers and some Penguins as well, but Rocky Blyer, Robin Cole, Louis Lips, Jim Rooker, John Candelaria, Lynn Swan was there. Um, I know I miss I, Grant Jackson. We miss Grant. Grant was a fixture there. We had a lot of fun with Grant. And uh, we'll have another great group participating this year as well. And I will forward you those names as soon as we get them in. Uh, and then the Uh, Quaker Valley Rotary Club is having their 17th annual Tony Colosimo golf event. June 10th at Beaver Valley Golf Club. Call 724-846-2212. These are three great events for great causes and great people. So please uh, come join us for those things. And uh, don't forget about our... Uh, sponsors. You, you'll hear the commercials here in a second. But um, don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field in the Office. You can get that on my website or at Barnes & Noble or at Robinson Township or at johnmelvinpublishing.com. And the shows that I am a part of, the Boxing Authorities, Boxing's Best TV Show, Trust Me, Luther Dupree and Smokin' Jim Frazier. Love those guys. They're the best. You can watch us on live.vivetv.network. You can also watch us in Pittsburgh here at PCTV21, Comcast, PCTV47, Verizon, and my new uh, podcast, Monday Night Impact, where we talk about business, leadership, motivation, and life with Mark Mancini. Uh, You can watch that show 99% of the time. It's on Mondays on uh, 6 p.m to 6 30 eastern time you can go to my website claudiorossano.com to check out that show and finally my brand new youtube channel on claudio rosano tv check that out please and subscribe right back with ralph williams and tom Danuno.
5: Why is it when I talk to my mom, she can't understand me? She gets so cranky and irritable.
6: Well, your mother's ears cannot understand speech sounds, and that leaves her trying to guess what you said. This makes conversation exhausting for her. Can we help her? Yes, Julie. Once we improve her hearing, she'll be less frustrated and be able to enjoy talking with you again.
5: If your loved one needs help hearing and understanding, call the Roscoe Hearing Center at 814-375-0455.
6: Hearing solutions with the care you've been looking for.
1: Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween parade, Santa parade, a memorial golf outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service above self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at four one two seven two zero zero two nine eight. Okay, guys, a couple more things before I let you go. Uh, give me. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll make this the Eric Jackson-Lurie final word. Eric Jackson-Lurie, criminal defense attorney with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. And trust me when I tell you, he is not only a fantastic attorney, but he's a wonderful, wonderful guy. Love Eric, one of my best friends. And uh, make sure that you – hopefully you don't need him. But if you do, give him a call. Uh, All right. So this is the Eric Jackson-Lurie final word. Ralph, let's start with you. Two final words. Number one, your prediction. I know it's early for a World Series. Go.
2: Uh, I think it'll, it will might be uh, I'm looking at the Dodgers and the
3: Yankees.
1: Well, that's mine, too. For the sixth straight year, I've been saying that. Tom?
3: Uh, definitely the Dodgers. Um, and uh, you know what? I... I I think it might be. I'm. For some reason it's telling me to go with the Astros. So
2: Dodgers wow, okay. and Astros. Okay. Yeah, are right? good, Astros got a good thing. They always
1: do. Yep. You know what? Before I ask you the last question, I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Years ago, uh, I went to a game. Um, we had three front row seats, and the Pirates were playing the Padres, I believe. But I remember. Telling a friend of mine, I was telling Rick, uh, Tom, I said, "Can Mm -hmm. you imagine if we were this close to the Big Red Machine, or the Dodgers of Garvey, Baker, Mm -hmm. Say, Lopes, Russell, Mm -hmm. or if we were here, you know, next to, uh, you know, any of those big-time teams back then?" Am I wrong in saying that the teams today, like Tom, was kind of struggling with who was going to come out of the American League, and and uh, I mean. Is, is is baseball, professional baseball, major league baseball, is it mediocre, or is it just so good that everybody's beating each other up? Ralph?
2: It's too much sameness. You know, uh, football and uh, the NHL and NBA, they have salary caps, and you don't see the same things in the Super Bowl every year. And, and you really got to work hard to work around that salary cap to get players in, and it's all structured, and it's nice. Baseball? Uh, it's it just it's it's all it's all you know the same teams every year almost almost every year, same teams The load up on players they spend two hundred million dollars and that's the way it goes and they end up in the World Series every year.
3: Right. Tom, is it mediocre or is it just okay? okay got it. It's a, yeah I agree because you know unless you know you're spending the kind of money like the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Braves or the, uh, the Red Sox, you know, you're, if you're spending that kind of money, you have a shot. But right. you're, you're not going to, you're not going to win nothing spending $30 million payroll. So they no. need a, they need a, they need a, a floor and they need a ceiling and I'm with the, you about I mean, the floor. Them, yeah. The floor would, to me would be at least, I think would have to be, which would be an ex- a big jump for the Pirates would have to be about, uh, let's go with $100 million. Wow.
4: <laughs>
1: they won't vote for that. I mean, it's going no. to it's gonna be hard to get a ceiling. It's going to be hard to get a ceiling because the players won't accept that, and I'm okay with that, but I do think there should be a floor. Uh, okay, now That's Tom already –
2: I'm sorry, go ahead. Claudio, here's what I have a problem with. We had a lockout this year. The owners locked the players out, right. but they gave in to the players, and, and and now they all have egg on their face. The thing that that's what bothers me about this lockout this year, you yeah. know, the owners, yeah. the owners that have kept the season at hostage and said to the players, we're not going to play, you know, until you, until you come up with something and the, the owners didn't get anything out of it. They, they gave in to the players again. And now, and now they got to put uh, brown bags over their heads because, you know, over their faces, because right. it's embarrassing to see, you know what I mean?
1: Yep. Now, Tom and I are exact, and we didn't talk about it prior either. We are exact with the pirate predictions, 55 and 107. Ralph, your predictions.
2: <laughs> well, I got egg on my face because I said that the Pirates were going to be 500 last year. All mm. the other media people in this town all said they were going to lose 100 games. They were right, and I was wrong. Okay, So, uh, I, you know what? I'd say probably about the same as last year. That, that's where I'm going.
6: What was, what was the last year? No, 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 I,
2: yeah, I'm going
1: to do the 62 games. Lucky. Okay. All right. 62 for Ralph. Uh, Tom and I have 55. Rick Mitchell, I think, has 20. So we'll <laughs> we keep Rick Mitchell.
2: And-, <laughs> right. and he's being kind. That's a good one yeah, there, Claudio. That's, yeah, that's a good one there.
1: All right, guys. Well, I really, really appreciate you being on. Uh, I can talk baseball with you guys all day. Anytime. Uh, we'll get you back on. Uh, another time. Hey, thank by. you so much. Appreciate it. Hey, 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 Claudia. Good. Go hey, Claudia,
2: I got a good one for you and Tom. Uh,
3: th-
2: this uh, this baseball manager. He goes into a, a diner, and he sits down. He orders a, a a stack of pancakes. And the server comes back, brings him his pancakes. She says, "Batter up." <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> On that note, we should have had that <laughs> be the Eric Jackson <laughs> the final word. But Eric might have sued me. But no, I'm teasing. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for being on. I
2: appreciate it.
3: Thanks, Claude. I'll talk right. to you. Anytime, Claudio. Right. Have you Thanks. Have, have a, a
2: great day. day. Bye-bye. Hey, all, right. all right, call all right. me. are right. yeah, you doing, buddy? Thank you. Right. You too. Bye-bye. I right, Bye. hope you enjoyed
1: that. <clears throat> that was a lot of fun. Uh, as always, check out our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Laurie, and the Quaker Valley Rotary Club. And you got the information on my book. Just go to my website, claudiorelsano.com and the TV shows, which I'm a part of, the Boxing Authorities, uh, Monday Night Impact, and uh, Steel City Sports World on once a month on PCTV. Uh, Comcast 21, PCTV 47, Verizon, and don't forget about my brand new YouTube channel, Claudio Relsano TV. We have uh, next week. We're kind of going off the sports topic. Uh, I'm sure we'll kind of pop it in a little bit. But singer Al Harlow, who's the lead singer of the group Prism, uh, he's got a great story, very impactful story. So uh, Eric set that up for us. So I'm looking forward to speaking with Al. He's a very nice guy. So I can't wait to hear that. So uh, thank you to the listeners. Subscribe to our show. And continue to listen, pass the word on it. I think we're going on three years here with Adam. I think we're up to show 149, something like that. But thank you, Rick Mitchell. Adam's Loof. you are the best for sure. And as always, thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you guys soon.
0: Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com.
5: I talk to my mom. She can't understand me. She gets so cranky and irritable.
6: Well, your mother's ears cannot understand speech sounds, and that leaves her trying to guess what you said. This makes conversation exhausting for her. Can we help her? Yes, Julie. Once we improve her hearing, she'll be less frustrated and be able to enjoy talking with you again.
5: If your loved one needs help hearing and understanding, call the Roscoe Hearing Center at 814-375-0455. Hearing solutions
6: with the care you've been looking for.
1: Would you like to join a community service oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service above self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298.